You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Good day. Welcome to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansard on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Robin, and I'm hoping everyone had a wonderful weekend during the Labor Day holiday. On this week's show, we're wrapping up our four-week journey to interview all of the eight finalists for the 2014 American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards. You've heard from six of our amazing finalists interviewed so far, and this week we have our final two dogs. And my friends, you're the ones who have to make the tough, tough choice. Who are you going to vote for for America's top honor, the American Hero Dog for 2014? Up first, you know, we'll talk today with Justin Davis, an arson investigator with the San Antonio Fire Department. His dog, Kai, is representing the inaugural arson dog category, sponsored by our great friends at State Farm. And later on in the show, we'll hear from Corporal Brittany Neer of the Winchester, Virginia Police Department. Her partner, Coda, is this year's top law enforcement dog. You know, for the past couple of years of our show, our arson and law enforcement dogs were combined as one category. And this year, we decided to put those into two separate categories. And I tell you, when you hear both Kai's and Coda's story, you'll be thrilled that we did. The decision to separate those two categories have really resulted in two amazing, amazing hero dogs. When you hear from Brittany and Justin, I think you'll agree. You know, both dogs deserve to have their chance in the spotlight. Light, and they'll join our other six finalists in the Beverly Hilton on September 27th as we unveil America's votes for our top dog. Be sure to mark your calendars with this year's Hero Dog Awards, hosted by amazing football legend Terry Bradshaw and actress and animal advocate, the beautiful Beth Stern. Our television, primetime television appearance will be October 30th on Hallmark Channel, our broadcast partner. You know, normally I'll be planning my viewing party for the premiere date, but on October 30th, I'll be in Kansas City as part of our nationwide book tour promoting our new book, Animal Stars, behind the scenes with your favorite animal actors. That's right. Just as soon as the dust settles from the 2014 Hero Dog Awards, I'll be hitting the road with some of our favorite animal stars featured in the book and will be coming to a town near you. We'll be hitting cities like Dallas, Houston, Boston, Charlotte, Las Vegas, and so many more. If you're interested, please go to our book's website, animalstarsbook.com, to see we'll be coming to a town near you. This book is due to be released in a few short weeks on September 18th. I'm so thankful for our wonderful support we've received, and certainly from our publishers, New World Library, and the great bookstores, independent bookstores and towns and all of our wonderful communities and our good friends at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. As a reminder to our listeners, any book ordered now through September 30th is eligible for a commemorative Animal Stars gift of your choice, a tote bag or a coffee mug. Simply email your proof of purchase to Be Humane Radio Show at AmericanHumane.org. That's Be Humane Radio Show at AmericanHumane.org and we'll send your gift right to you. You know, Animal Stars have played some of the most cherished and revered characters in film and television history. And this book is really my love letter to them. Like many kids, I grew up with a love for Disney films, which 
featured so many amazing animal stars. And we know that the animals don't just touch audiences with their on-screen portrayals, but they really entertain and comfort their human counterparts between scenes and when offset. If you're like me and so many fans of Hollywood, we were shocked and saddened at the tragic death of Robin Williams. We know that Robin Williams was a lifelong animal lover and shared the screen with many animal actors throughout his legendary career. In one of his final roles in the new Night at the Museum movie, which features an appearance from Crystal, the beloved capuchin monkey who you've seen before, this capuchin was featured with Robin Williams in a photo, a photo where Robin Williams wrote that he shared his birthday with his favorite leading lady. You know, I think Crystal was able to provide him with some comfort, and I just know that Crystal not only provided Robin Williams with comfort, but so many of the other human co-stars who she shared the silver screen with. Crystal is featured in our book, and I'm going to tell you, when you read the chapter about her, you can't help but fall in love with her. What an amazing animal star, and she is trained by the incredibly delightful and charming Tom Gunderson. Get to hear the the behind-the-scenes stories of how Crystal and Tom uh, have shared their adventures on the silver screen and certainly off. Well, I hope you'll enjoy reading the book as much as I did writing it. I really hope you will. And I think that you'll enjoy learning the stories of Kai and Coda's on today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in to Pet Life Radio. This is Dr. Robin Gansard on Be Humane, and we'll be right back after these messages. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to the show. We've had a lot of fun hearing from the heartwarming tales from this year's Hero Dog Awards finalist. And today we're wrapping up by interviewing the final two. You know, arson is a deadly, destructive crime which costs the insurance industry billions annually. One powerful tool law enforcement agencies are using to combat arson is the cold, wet nose of a dog. A dog's nose is thousands of times more powerful than yours or mine, and specially trained arson dogs are able to go to suspected arson scenes and detect if things like gasoline, lighter fluid, kerosene, or other common types of accelerants were used to start the fire. And with this kind of evidence, law enforcement agencies can then arrest the perpetrators. 
And this year's finalist in our inaugural Arson Dog category, sponsored by State Farm, is Kai, a proud member of the San Antonio Fire Department. On the phone with us right now is Justin Davis, an arson investigator with the San Antonio Fire Department and also known as Kai's dad. Justin, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Wonderful. Did you have a good Labor Day weekend? We had a great weekend. The family stayed home. We did some swimming, just relaxed. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, I have to ask, our listeners will want to know, is Kai with you right now? Kai's with me right now. She's laying on her dog bed. We're here at the office today doing some work. She's on her back. Legs are straight up in the air. And... (laughs) (laughs) She's free to go to work at any time. (laughs) You know, that's a pretty wonderful visual we all have now with Kai. And, you know, so I'm guessing by hearing that, that Kai's big win is the inaugural Arson Dog winner is just not gone to her head, huh? (laughs) No, Kai, you know, she was uh, actually caught by a dog catcher. And uh, I like to tell people, you know, she's straight off the streets, so... We worked the streets of San Antonio with the arson division, and uh, she was just bred and made for this kind of job. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So you and Kai have been partnered up since 2010. Uh, Did you first meet up in Maine, or uh, how did you all first meet and come together? We were partnered up in July of 2010. I actually went through training with another canine. We were actually partnered up. They thought we would be better together. And so I went and picked her up and we were certified and we've been working ever since. We've worked over 200, well over 200 different cases together. And Kai is very unique. Her story is really great. Um, I nominated Kai for this, uh, the Hero Dog Awards because I think she actually is the perfect uh, representation of what a, a shelter dog can do when they're put into the right situation. Kai was actually caught, you know, by a dog catcher. She's from Norma, Illinois, and -hmm. she was placed into the pound. And, you know, if the pounds, uh, if they're not a no-kill facility, it's basically a death sentence unless they're, you know, adopted. And luckily for her, uh, Central Illinois Humane Society would come in and and take dogs in for adoption. And when they saw uh, Kai, they thought that she was, I guess, a pretty dog and, and would be easily adopted. And they took her into her facility into mm-hmm. the facility there. And uh, while she was there waiting to be adopted, she was observed jumping into this very large toy box in their playroom and finding the only tennis ball that was in this box. And so <laughs> a, staff, a staff member who was there who also uh, worked for State Farm Insurance, they observed and put it all together that, hey, at that time, they knew her as Ellie. They thought mm-hmm. Ellie would make a great arson dog. And so a call was placed to the State Farm Arson Dog Program. One of our trainers came in, evaluated her, and they took her into training right away. And so, you know, that single-minded focus that she had with finding a tennis ball, you know, I think actually saved her life. Wow. I just, I love this story. And and then she was able to be trained to work on the front lines with you. You know, Justin, just a a while back, we had Paul Gallagher and Heather Paul from State Farm on the show talking about the intense training and really that very special lifelong bond for arson dogs and their handlers. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about how Kai went from the shelter, uh, this incredible tennis ball finder, how that helped to save her life and then bring her into the State Farm program? 
Yes, well, the Arson Dog program is sponsored by State Farm. And so once Kai was put into the State Farm Arson Dog program, the trainers at Maine Specialty Dogs, under the direction of Paul Gallagher, they train our canines. And they're trained under, according to the Maine Criminal Justice Academy standards. So once the dogs are put into this training, they go through the training. And then the handlers throughout the United States, they apply for a scholarship just like I did. And if you're granted a scholarship, then you get to attend the training, which is five weeks in Alfred, Maine. And since 1993, State Farm has actually sponsored over 325 dog teams throughout 44 states and Canada. And what these teams do are they go through the training and they're teamed up with their canine partner. You're certified as a team. And then once all the training is done, you go back to your, your different areas, wherever you work, and begin working. And uh, what our dogs do are they're trained to find petroleum-based hydrocarbons. And in the line of work we're in in arson investigating, that's, we're looking for the ignitable and flammable liquids that people usually use when they intentionally start fires. This is amazing. I think that's really important for folks to understand exactly what you're training these dogs, these hero dogs, to find. Well, they're trying to find petroleum-based hydrocarbons. And what you have to imagine is, you know, if you think about a fire scene and the picture I took of uh, Kai was in front of just a typical fire scene. Usually when we get to these fire scenes, there's, you know, they're still hot, humid. It's usually in the middle of the night. There's lights, sirens, firefighters in their bunker gear. It's a very chaotic, a very dynamic environment. Mm -hmm. And what we ask these dogs to do is to jump straight out of the car, you know, and go into that dynamic environment and to try to locate trace amounts of ignitable liquids, the things that people use to start these fires. And what we'll do is we'll work the fire scene and the dogs are able to locate these trace amounts. We're able to collect evidence and we assist the investigators in locating this key evidence that helps to put arsonists in jail. Amazing. Amazing. I understand and um, help me to, to visualize this. You've been on some 200 investigations. I mean, is arson such a big problem in San Antonio that there's been a need for 200 investigations? Well, actually, arson is a large problem, you know, throughout the country. It's one of the crimes that, you know, if you watch the news in any big city, you always see the the major uh, crimes that happen in a night and maybe one or two of the fires. But fire investigators actually investigate, you know, a lot of fires, some of them intentional, some of them end up being accidental. And to do this job, what we found is that these canines, our accelerant detection canines, are actually one of the best tools we have to locate this key evidence that helps investigators to do their job. As far as San Antonio, it's like any big city. We have a, I wouldn't say a huge problem, but it's something that the city takes serious and that the Arson Bureau is charged with investigating all these crimes. And so I felt back, you know, in 2010 that this would be, having a detection canine would be one of the best tools to help us do our jobs. But what I also, the thing about Kai is, and what I didn't even think about when I first started doing this is, the dogs are just, they're remarkable at finding evidence and at doing this. But we may go from a fire scene in the morning and go straight to a school and do a demo for school kids. Or here recently, we went to a hospital and uh, saw kids that were very, very ill. And to see how Kai transforms from this very driven, very serious, on-the-scene arson dog to almost like she sensed that these kids weren't feeling well. or they, She senses that the kids at school want to 
laugh and and she'll pull off a stunt and lay down on the ground and start shaking and, and playing or at the hospital i saw her lay her head on a child's wheelchair and uh you know she senses that these kids weren't feeling good and to me it's amazing she can work a fire scene and go straight and do like public education or wow uh, just it's beautiful justin it's just so beautiful to see that this is what she can do is she can make that transformation to be with kids and then be the very serious investigator partner with you i think it's just amazing are there other arson dog teams in san antonio we're the only arson dog team in san antonio you know most large cities have lots of canines police canines and you know they're trained to find drugs bombs locate people but most fire departments just don't have the resources to have, you know, if they have an accelerant team, they usually only have one. Mm-hmm. And even in a city the size of San Antonio, we only have one accelerant detection canine. And we'll work the city. We also assist with our investigators in Bear County with the fire marshal's office. And we try to help out whoever needs the help. That's wonderful. You know, Justin, when I was learning more about arson dogs, one of the amazing facts that never ceases to amaze me is that throughout their working lives, these dogs, they don't eat food from a bowl. Can you tell our <laughs> listeners about this? Because I think it's fascinating because I saw this with Sadie as well, our, our inaugural oh, yeah. hero dog of the year in the law enforcement arson category was hero dog Sadie from the great state of Colorado. And when I saw Jerry work Sadie, you know, I saw the, you know, the food. Tell our listeners what that's all about. Well, our dogs are food and praise reward canines. And what that means is when they find what they're trained to detect, which is petroleum-based hydrocarbons, they're rewarded with treats and food and lots of love and praise. And so on a regular day, you may feed your dog at home a bowl of food in the morning or maybe a little bit in the morning and in the evening. Well, with our canines, we'll start the day off with a little bit of food, but they have to do their job. We give them the command to work, which is the word seek, and they alert to trace amounts of odor, and they're given a handful of food. And so, like this morning before I came into work, I fed her a cup of food, which is a basic feeding, basic Mm -hmm. training, and uh, that's how we start our day. And so... Whatever we do throughout the day, I'll keep a logbook of what we do and also the different training. And so if that day I want her to get two and a half cups, three and a half cups, four and a half cups, whatever amount of food, I'll keep track of it. And so it sounds like a a lot of work, but after you've been doing it four years, it's just second nature. You don't even think about it. It's just you get up and you decide, okay, today we're going to train at this time of the day, or we try to always do different times of the day. That way the dogs don't get used to, okay, I know he's going to feed me at, at noon or at one. So we try to change things up and never let them know exactly when we're going to be working or when we're going to be training. I think it's amazing in that uh, that system. I wish I would have started my dogs on that system because they, uh, they have their expected meal times, and it's a big moment in our house, that's for sure. Well, Justin, have you seen our National Fire Dog Monument here in Washington, D.C. that we dedicated just a year ago? Have you been to Washington to see it at 500 F Street? I was actually there. I was there for the dedication. Oh, well, tell us what that meant to you to see uh, arson dogs be memorized in that very special way. It was, it's hard to put into words because uh, the handlers and the canines, they're not just partners. We're, you know, we're family. Um, The dogs become part of our family. Our dogs are very unique and especially in the fact that, you know, she's right here with me right now. And when I go home, she's with me. And at night, 
she lays down and goes to sleep in the house with me and my family. Mm-hmm. If I get called out in the middle of the night, she gets up and when she sees me walk out, she's at the door ready to go to work. So these dogs represent more than, you know, just a great tool for investigating. Then to translate that into a monument, um, especially in the nation's capital where now not just, you know, people in our business can see this or people in the fire service, but now, um, you know, it's the top rated monument in all of D.C. right now. I know. People go and see this and then it gives them a moment to think about, wow, there are fire service canines out there working and and getting the job done to help combat this crime of arson. That's wonderful. And it is a powerful monument. And for those listeners who haven't had the opportunity to see it on your next trip to the nation's capital, the beautiful Fire Dog Monument, our national monument to the power of the bond between arson dogs and our fire investigators, it's located right at 500 F Street. And it's pretty, it's pretty stunning. Well, Justin, we're asking each of our finalists if they were nervous waiting to see if uh, their dog's name was mentioned among the dogs in each of the final <laughs> rounds here. So were you nervous? Tell us about how you felt. Well, from day one, when we became involved in this, the support that we received from you know the San Antonio Fire Department, the police department, our charity partner, Project Paul's Alive, and then the facility that actually rescued Kai, the Central Illinois Humane Society. Just from the very start, we had all this support, and I wasn't really nervous because I knew that once people started seeing pictures and hearing the stories of how special Kai was, it would gain momentum. But I guess I may have been a little nervous. <laughs> a little <laughs> nervous, but... <laughs> I think it's amazing. I, I like this... <laughs> A quiet confidence is how I would describe it. Uh, <laughs> That's beautiful. Quiet confidence. And Kai's done such great, great work. And it's so great to have two communities across two states helping to really cheer Kai on. What would it mean for you for Kai to be named the 2014 American Hero Dog? You know, it would be incredible. She just represents so well of every dog sitting in a shelter right now is capable of remarkable things. If given the right opportunity, put into the right circumstance, made to work with the right people. So it would it would just be incredible because the support that we get here translates into what these dogs can do. And I've read all the different stories. They're all incredible. <laughs> you know, you don't there's not a bad story in our Hero Dog Awards. But personally from our point, Kai just represents everything good about a shelter rescue dog. Um it's beautiful. You know, and that's a great lesson for, for all of us to take home, especially those of us that, you know, are looking for a new best friend to go to the shelter. And uh, you never know. There's a lot of hero dogs right at our shelters today waiting for their forever loving home. Well, Justin, thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait to see your family and Kai at the Beverly Hilton in just a few short weeks as uh, all of America waits to learn who is the American hero dog for 2014. And uh, we wish you and your family safe travels. Justin, any final words for our listeners? No, just thank you. We we really appreciate all the support. And uh, I can't wait for people to see Kai and to meet her. She's like lightning on a leash. And to vote, <laughs> right, Justin? Don't you want to do that last <laughs> appeal to vote? <laughs> yes, yes. Go to, go to Hero Dogs and read all the stories and, and vote for who you think would make the best dog. I think Kai would. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. And so far, we know thousands of others have also loved Kai and love all of these amazing, amazing dogs. Well, safe travels to you, Justin. We'll see you very soon. And to our listeners, all right, we've heard the tales of seven heroic dogs the past few weeks on our show. And when we come back, we'll round out the top eight. Don't go anywhere. This is Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson music to your ears. Hi, this is T.O.D. Anderson, and I'm the host of Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We're going to talk about a variety of topics on canine behavior and training, all based on modern methods that are fun for you and your dog. We might be talking about other critters, too. So join us on Get Positive Results. We'll talk about common issues between you and your dog, answer your questions, discuss different activities you can do with your dog, and keep you posted on current canine news and products. All this on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back. I hope that over the last few weeks, you've been just as inspired as I have hearing the tales of the 2014 American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards finalist. And my next guest on today's show represents the final interview with our eight finalists. It's our last interview, but certainly not the least. This is an amazing hero dog. And actually, all of these dogs are heroes. And every single one of them is worthy of the title of the 2014 American Hero Dog. I know you're going to love what my next guest has to say. Corporal Brittany Neer of the Winchester, Virginia Police Department is the handler of CODA, this year's winner of the law enforcement dog category. Brittany, how are you today? I'm doing great. Getting cool. excited for the upcoming events. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. And I understand that you're there with your 15-month-old son. How's he doing? He's good. He's a ball of energy. <laughs> That's great. How does he and Coda get along? They get along pretty good. I'm I'm still introducing them slowly, but Coda will walk up and give them kisses, and Caleb loves to throw them a toy. Oh, that's wonderful. I have a feeling they're going to be lifelong best buddies here, so it's really... Definitely. That's really special. Well, you have an amazing dog, and Coda, like all of our finalists, is really a hero. But I want you to share with our listeners about an incident in January where Coda truly cemented his status as a hero dog in every, every sense of the word. Can you share with our listeners that story? Sure. Basically, we responded to a burglary in progress, and we utilized Coda once we realized there was forced entry into the residence. We utilize CODA to search the residence for any possible suspects that might still be there. We searched a couple floors, and on the third floor, he actually alerted to the fact that he could smell somebody. He just couldn't find them. Um, We made contact with someone, actually, that was hidden under wall insulation. You couldn't see him at all, just the little toes sticking out. And we were yelling commands at that person to surrender himself, to show us his hands. 
he wasn't listening to the commands at that point. Coda was released to go apprehend that subject. And Coda shot right past him into the back of a crawl space area that I couldn't see. And uh, immediately I was kind of like, what is my dog doing? Why didn't he get him? But then I heard someone from the back of the crawl space starting to yell, okay, I give, I give. And I could hear Coda growling and I knew he was actively engaged with that individual. So a sense of relief that Coda knew what he was doing, even though he surprised me a bit. They struggled for a little bit while we tried to get handcuffs on the first subject we had encountered. And then I heard a loud crash followed by immediate severe yelping, a sound I had never heard come out of Coda before. I asked the person in the back, what happened to my dog? What'd you do to my dog? And he told me that Coda fell through the ceiling. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was heart-wrenching to say the least to be up there in the attic knowing I still have a job to do to get these two people handcuffed and under control. And all I can think about is wanting to run down the stairs and scoop up my baby and find out what's going on. Uh, It was probably a minute to a minute and a half past, and another officer came to relieve me from the the person I was handcuffing so that I could go check on Coda. And by the time I turned around, Coda was standing right there. So he had come back up the stairs, and he looked like he was just ready to get back in the game. His tail was wagging. His ears were standing up. He was staring, focused straight on one of the subjects. I wouldn't have thought at that point that he had suffered the injuries that he had. You know, it's amazing to me. He's yelping. He yelped in pain. It didn't sit and he didn't suffer. He still had a job to do. I mean, what what amazing, amazing courage. Talk with our listeners about what his recovery's been like because that's, it's a pretty serious set of injuries he had. Yep. He, um, he sustained a humeral Y fracture in his right elbow and then he sustained other fractures up his humerus bone. And he's had three surgeries total. And we have been rehabbing for nine months now. It happened on January 3rd. And so it's been nine months of physical therapy and rehab just to try to get him back to work. And it's been a long haul. It's been stressful and frustrating at times. But he's, you know, the the typical animal that just shows that resiliency and that courage and so much better than most people would be in the same situation. That's incredible. So is he going to be able to go back to work? Do you think he's going to be able to make a full recovery? Yes, we are actually going to be getting him back to work this week. And he is coming back to work as a narcotics dog. So he won't be doing the patrol aspect anymore. He'll just be doing narcotics work for us. But that was his, you know, 98% of his job prior to his injury was narcotics anyway. So he's still returning in a good capacity for us. And he's so excited to get back to work. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. How has the Winchester Police Department recognized Coda's heroism? Uh, my department's been been excellent. I've heard bad stories from other handlers whose dogs have suffered severe injuries and, and their departments, you know, have more or less been like, well, we're going to retire the dog and you're going to pay the bills. Um, my department never believed that that was going to be an issue. They've stood behind me the whole time. My captain came out the night he was injured, came to the emergency vet just to sit there and, and be supportive and walked up to the counter and told them I don't want her to be stressed with any bills that goes right to us and um, you know the next week they said just let us know if you want to continue to try and nurse them back to health and get them back on the road then that's the path we'll take so 
that's the path we took. And nine months later, it's finally paying off. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, every year this category produces some amazing dogs with extraordinary tails. And this year, this is the first time we've separated law enforcement dogs and arson dogs into two separate categories. And I think really after hearing Kai's story and Coda's story, this was really a great idea because both of these dogs are amazing, amazing heroes. And I'm so glad he's going to be able to get back to work here soon. It's just terrific. How long have you two served together? I got Coda in December of 2008, and we have been working together since May of 2009 is when we graduated patrol school. So you've been together so it's, a long it's time. It's been a long time. Yeah, we've bonded. It's wonderful. And I know that you have chosen a wonderful charity partner. Then the charity partner will receive a donation in the amount of $1,500 in Coda's honor. Tell us a little bit about your charity partner. Well, I chose Canine for Cops. Um, it's basically an organization that provides canines to departments. They believe that finances shouldn't be a hindrance to departments when there's such valuable animals out there that can help us do our job. And that's what their mission is, is to help provide those animals to departments so that we have those tools and those animals to help us do our jobs better. It's wonderful. Well, you know, Brittany, something I've asked all of our finalists is to tell us about the thoughts going through their minds on the day, that memorable day when we announced the finalist. Were you nervous to see if Coda had taken home top honors in this category? I was definitely nervous. There was a lot of excellent, you know, competition there, and I didn't know what was going to happen one way or the other, and I was kind of hoping and anticipating, and I knew all of his Facebook fans were staying faithful and letting me know they're voting, and so I was just praying and hoping, and then I got the call and was super excited and, you know, just I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm still kind of kind of in awe and just looking at the other dogs that are finalists, but I almost feel like we're out of our league. Like, these are incredible animals that we're going to be going with to these events, and it's just, it's a great feeling, and we're very excited. It's wonderful. Well, Coda certainly deserves to be in this elite group of, of the top hero dogs and, and incredible stories of service and longtime service, too. And I mean, serving as a law enforcement dog, narcotics dog, that's tough frontline work. It's pretty stunning. What would it mean for Coda to be named the 2014 American Hero Dog? <laughs> I think I'd be pretty floored. Um, like <laughs> I said, that there's some incredible dogs that we're, you know, with in this as a finalist. And I'm just, I look at all their stories and, and read, and I'm just in awe at all of them as, as I am with Coda. I think that what he did was incredible and it showed true bravery and courage and just that bond that he has with me for him to return up the stairs after those injuries. And I, I just think that if, if his name was announced, I, I don't know, it would, it would definitely have to sink in for a minute. I, I would be very surprised and very humbled and honored. Wonderful. Are you and your family looking forward to traveling to Los Angeles? And what are you what are you most looking forward to doing when you get to LA to celebrate the Hero Dog Awards? It's really exciting. It'll be the first flight I take my son on, so that's going to be interesting. But I'm really excited. I think it's it's been such a long nine months of um, physical therapy and rehab, and, and it's just exciting to be able to go out there and create a memory that we're never going to forget. I'll always be able to have that memory with me and Coda, and there's not very many people that can say that. And so I'm just looking forward to taking it all in and just appreciating 
everything. Well, you know, Brittany, thanks so much for joining us today. I know police officers are always super busy, so we so greatly appreciate your time. And do you have any final words for our listeners? I just want to say that I'm humbled that we're in the competition and I'm very appreciative and I pray that everyone just keeps voting and that they keep supporting such an amazing organization as the American Humane Association and because you guys do wonderful things and I pray that that just keeps building and increasing. Oh, well, that's beautiful, Brittany. And vote. Definitely, we want all of our listeners to go and vote. Your daily vote at the HeroDogAwards.org page will really help us determine this year's 2014 American Hero Dog. What an incredible slate of candidates for the top dog honors. And each of these eight dogs have proudly won and represented their category. It's going to be a great evening just in a few short weeks. Vote every day and tell your friends and family. Share it on Facebook and Twitter. Let's get the word out to everyone we know about the importance of these very special hero dogs. That's all we have for this week's show. We'll be back very soon with some more inspiring stories from the animal kingdom. Until then, let's all remember, as always, to be humane. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.